0: Welcome to the Thyroid Fixer Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Amy, and we're diving deep into the world of hormones, especially for all you fierce women in perimenopause and menopause and everyone struggling with hypothyroidism. So if you are battling weight gain, you're feeling like shedding those pounds is an impossible feat. If you're dealing with plummeting energy levels, gut wrenching fatigue, or a libido that seems to have left town, then you're in the right place. And let's even start on the hair loss. If these symptoms are sounding all too familiar, you have found your tribe. My goal is to educate, empower, and shake up your world. Remember, I want you to embrace every inch of that badass woman that you truly are. So if you're ready to dive in and fix things, let's go. Are you finally at your wits end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. So much talk and so much confusion around collagen. Should you take it? Should you not take it? I classify it as a no-da supplement because it does so much in the body. But you need to understand what collagen is to understand why you even need to take it. So let's start there. First of all, collagen. Did you know that it actually accounts for 30% of your body's protein? So it is that main building block for Skin, muscles, bones, connective tissue, ligaments, joints, tendons. Imperative for your body to function, but also imperative for any kind of anti-aging. Because as we age, we stop producing collagen. So really, I mean, after the age of 30, your collagen production is going to decline. It seems like everything happens after the age of 30. I heard this quote, let's be honest. Until 30, beauty is about maintenance. After 30, it's a war kind of true. We're always trying to anti-age and biohack and collagen is pretty much an easy thing to add in. It's not like you're purchasing a red light, a sauna, you don't have to drop thousands of dollars just to anti-age or buy a new biohacking machine. It's collagen. And sometimes we need to get back to the basics of what is our body made of and what can we give our body as a, as a really nice building block. So collagen peptides they're a source of protein, and they provide a structure, a building block, a helix structure to our skin, to our bones, to our our joints, to our gut. And when you're using collagen, we're going to get into how to choose the right one for you, you know, based on what's going on with you, what are your what's your focus? What are your complaints? Are you wrinkling? Do you have bad joints? Do you need to lose fat? All of that collagen can actually, help with all of those things that I just said. Yes, it can even help with muscle building and fat loss. Pretty cool. First, you want bioactive collagen. So you want it to be just like any protein source. You want it to be bioavailable and you want it to be from a grass-fed, grass-finished source. So those are the two things that you really need to look for. Now, how can you tell if something is, is bioavailable? Well, really, if you look at how... Easy, it dissolves. So if you're using a collagen and let's say you put it in your coffee, you want that to just disappear and not clump up. You should be able to put it in your water and it just disappears in your water. And that's going to help you with the bioavailability because the the molecular structure of it is small so that it can actually get into where it needs to get into. It can go into the bloodstream where it reaches the target cells like fibroblasts in the skin and actually do what it's supposed to do. stimulate that elastin, stimulate hyaluronic acid. So when we're examining different types of collagen, I really want to focus on a few that that stand out. That's why I put it in Collagen Protein Fixer 2.0. Again, shameless plug, but you should know about all these types of collagen because there are many types. There are many types of collagen. There's one, two, three, four. There's a ton of different types of collagen. So you want to be able to choose that. Don't waste your money on just, again, going to Walmart and buying a collagen because it's going to be a ch- cheaply sourced one. It most likely is not going to be grass-fed. It's going to be cheap. And at the end of the day, it's not going to do what you want it to do. If you're going to be spending 40 50 $60 on a collagen, you want to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. And just like I said in the last episode on supplements, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that first because that is gonna help you understand what goes on behind the scenes in the supplement industry. And you're gonna realize that again, if you're buying a collagen from Walmart for $25, it's probably not good because to get a true bioavailable collagen that is grass-fed pasture raised, it costs more to produce that. Think about your grass-fed meat. It costs more to buy grass-fed meat than it does to buy Walmart meat. So Varisol, I'm going to focus on Varisol because this is a trademark collagen peptide that absolutely does come from grass-fed, pasture-raised beef. And it stimulates. it's actually patented because what they found when they did studies on Varisol is that it stimulates the fibroblast cells that are in the dermal layer, that middle skin layer of the skin to increase the collagen production. So those fibroblast cells in your skin create the collagen that plumps your skin, that reduces wrinkles, that gives you that youthful fullness of your skin. Think about when your skin is really dried out. Let's say you were out in the wind, in the cold, you know, you went skiing, you went for a walk in the cold, you come back, you're like, I just aged 10 years because your skin is so dry that that plumpness that is there, that was there before you went outside in the cold is gone. And now it almost looks like you've aged because your face has gone flat and your wrinkles have come out. Now, collagen loss doesn't happen that quickly. I'm using that as a visual example. Now think about that over time. That's essentially what's happening to our faces and our bodies, our skin, as we age. We start to lose fat. So we lose that that round, youthful plumpness. And then the skin starts to wrinkle. And that is the loss of the elasticity and the collagen in the skin. So Verisol, it has two types of collagen. It's type one and type three. Like I said, there are multiple types of collagen. There's one, two, three, four. I don't think there's a five, but I know of one, two, three, four. This is type one and three. What it's been found to do is reduce wrinkles and fine lines because of that stimulation of collagen production at the dermal layer. It also helps to reduce cellulite because really all cellulite is is fat that is underneath the skin and the skin has lost its elasticity. So if you think of a a helix, of a matrix, I would like to use the example of maybe, how about cheesecloth? Something that is tightly knit and really tight together that can hold things back. Think of that as that, that structure of your skin. Now, as you start to lose collagen, you start to develop breaks in that matrix. So there's separation of the fibroblasts and separation in the cheesecloth. And that's where the fat can essentially push through. So that's why we get the dimpling look with cellulite because we're actually losing the elasticity of our skin. Now, sometimes cellulite can occur in younger people and that's just way too much fat on the body that is pushing out onto the skin. Yes, I understand that that occurs. But most of the time, we don't see cellulite appear until we start to get over 30 and the skin starts to break down and we lose that elasticity. So as we are adding in the collagen, Verisol specifically, one study showed an 11% reduction in skin surface cellulite in the reduction of the skin waviness, 10% increase in skin elasticity, 32% reduction in wrinkle depth, reduction in wrinkle volume. Now, I I understand you're listening to this and you're going, well, 10%, 23%. That's not that much. But it's more than what your normal run-of-the-mill collagen will do. So if you're gonna spend the money on the collagen and throw it in your coffee and throw it in your water, get some bang for your buck out of it, for goodness sake. I mean, hell yeah, I'll take a 32% decrease in my wrinkle depth. Because that can mean maybe I don't have to go get Botox or maybe I can go get Botox once every six to 12 months instead of three to four. We're also seeing that Verasol increases hair thickness. And this is a big deal for so many of you because I hear the cries for help with your hair. The hair loss and the hair thinning and brittleness is real. That struggle is real. And when you add on the loss, of estrogen, which also affects your skin, but affects your hair. That's where you get the see-through hair, the old lady see-through hair. And you add on top of that a thyroid problem. We have a huge burden to carry when it comes to our hair. Verisol. one study showed that the use of Varisol stimulated hair growth and decreased hair loss. So they saw a 31% reduction in hair loss and then an increase in hair thickness. So they're using statistically significant numbers here. So when we're talking about a study, anything that is a P value, like P value less than 0.01, that means it's statistically significant. We got a really nice increase in hair thickness. Now, I don't know how they they somehow measured the hair diameter, like a massive microscope that we can see the hair thickness, but they measured it. And they saw that, and they took 20 hairs from the scalp, and they saw that the use of Verisol collagen improved the thickness of the hair. I think that's pretty cool. They're also seeing an improvement in the the nails. So decrease in the frequency of broken nails, increase in in the thickness of the nail itself. There are other types of collagen as well. There's one that is called body balance. This is another bioactive collagen peptide. It is also trademarked. Now body balance has been shown to reduce body fat and improve muscle. So body balance has a stimulating effect on the mTOR pathway. Why we want to stimulate mTOR And this is why, uh, you know, a lot of people will avoid metformin because they're like, it decreases mTOR. You want to stimulate mTOR because that will stimulate muscle protein synthesis. So protein metabolism ensures the balance between protein synthesis and protein degradation. So you need availability and activity of this key body balance protein that is essential for protein metabolism. So more synthesis than breakdown Put you in that anabolic state that builds lean muscle tissue. If you have a higher breakdown than synthesis, now you're in a catabolic state that's decreasing lean muscle tissue. So just like we're seeing with a lot of the GLPs, we're seeing a higher breakdown than synthesis, mainly because of lack of protein intake on the, the patient's part, taking the GLPs and a decrease in activity, usually those people taking the G- the Beverly Hills soccer mom drug of choice, the Beverly Hills moms are just taking those GLPs to lose weight. They're not getting in the protein. They're not lifting heavy. When you add in body balance and you work out and you take in an adequate amount of protein, you will be in an anabolic state building lean muscle mass. Body balance also influences fat metabolism. So with fat metabolism, we know that a sufficient energy supply is needed, mandatory to break down muscle cells for the proliferation of muscle cells and the building of new muscle tissue. Okay, we know that. The AMPK enzyme, you may have heard other experts talk about this, AMPK is responsible for the energy transfer in the muscle cell. So when we stimulate AMPK, it leads to an increase in fatty acid metabolism And then that provides more energy for the cell and results in a reduction of body fat mass. So whenever we're increasing fatty acid metabolism, we are decreasing our body fat. Now, with body balance, it has that specific amino acid composition, making it very bioavailable. Like I said, it just dissipates in water, easily absorbed into the bloodstream, and it stimulates fat and muscle metabolism. That leads to improve body composition because who doesn't want a little bit more muscle and a little bit less fat now there have been some studies done with body balance where they use a DEXA scan if you ever had a DEXA scan is like the gold standard in body comp measurement because it will give you your exact percent of fat mass it'll show you where your fat is it'll give you a little bit of indication of your bones and the strength of your bones so one study done showed that the effect of post-exercise supplementation on lean body mass, fat mass, and muscle strength in combination with resistance training, meaning going lifting heavy. That was tested. So they took 114 healthy people, physically inactive, healthy, but physically inactive men. I guess we can call them healthy if they're physically inactive, but I would like to see some activity. And the men were aged 35 to 60. The primary outcome was to compare... 15 grams of body balance supplementation with a placebo, like a cheapy, cheapy collagen. Changes in body comp are measured by the DEXA. And what they found in addition to muscle strength going up, waist circumference went down. And again, statistically significant. So what they saw was these men literally changed their body composition by putting on some lean body mass and decreasing the excess fat that they had on their body. That's pretty cool. Another type of collagen is gel. This is for the joints. So we talked about the skin, the, the skin elasticity in relation to cellulite, hair, nails, fat, muscle. Now let's move on to joints. Oh goodness. You know, our joints just start to take a beating. I don't care what age you are, but of course, as we age, wear and tear starts to build up overuse And listen, if you're active and you exercise, that's fantastic. But we need to support our joints as well because you start to lose that cartilage in the joint. And that's where we get the rubbing of the joint. We need, you know, that's where you have to go have a hip replacement, a joint replacement. You need to get those shots in your knees, whatever it is. More injuries start to occur as we age. Well, that collagen protein, we said that it's 30% of the protein in the body it is 70% in cartilage. So we're looking at the cartilage of the body involved in the joints, connecting to the joints, 70% of that is made up of collagen. So if you're not taking in collagen, you're absolutely going to see a decrease in your joint strength, a decrease in your joint volume. And that's where we start to get the injuries. One study done at Penn State, my alma mater, Took 147 athletes. Now they actually use young guys here instead of the old guys that are starting to see their joints wear and tear. But listen, if they're athletes, if you're an athlete, you know, you beat your body up. There is some significant wear and tear going on in your body. So they took these guys, 147 athletes and they gave them gel or a placebo for 24 weeks. They did MRIs on them. And what they found was that the cartilage scans showed an increase in proteoglycan density in their knees, in the medial and lateral tibial regions of the Fortigel-treated subjects compared to the placebo group. So the results indicate that oral supplementation of Fortigel has a direct impact on cartilage tissue. And then this confirms previous experimental data that demonstrates that specifically oral administration, meaning throw it in your coffee, throw it in your water of collagen peptides can influence can have a significant influence on cartilage tissue regeneration. So even as we age, we're able to regenerate tissue. We can regenerate bone. We can regenerate joints if you're using the right collagen. Now, last but not least, we want to talk about collagen's effect on the gut. So first of all, when we're looking at the different types of collagen, all of them have a beneficial effect on the gut. So number one, collagen can help reduce leaky gut, which we pretty much all have. So it helps to rebuild that structure of the gut that becomes permeable, hence the term leaky gut. It's giving your, your gut the tools it needs to literally mend itself. So this can have a pretty big impact on your whole health because we know that our immunity starts in the gut. Many diseases start in the gut. So that's a no-brainer to add that in for leaky gut. It actually helps facilitate digestion. So wait, it's like, wait, what am I? I thought we take digestive enzymes for that. Yes, you do, but collagen can also help in maintaining the health of the intestinal wall. Which is essential for better digestion. So, what we're seeing with collagen intake is a reduction in bloating and gas. So, that's awesome because a lot of hypothyroid patients deal with bloating and gas. Collagen reduces gut inflammation, IBD, IBS, huge for those diseases. Any type of gut inflammation that you're having, in addition to leaky gut, collagen, huge, huge, huge. It helps to maintain balanced stomach acid levels. So with hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, we see low betaine hydrochloric acid. Collagen, in addition to using, many of you need betaine HCL, but in addition to that, you can add in collagen because that helps balance the stomach acid as well. It helps improve water absorption within the intestines. So what is that all about? So collagen enhances the water absorption in the intestinal tract, that's going to help facilitate smooth movement. So less constipation, smoother movement, because that improved hydration helps with motility and gut motility. And then the strengthening effect of collagen on the intestinal lining also helps with gut motility. It's maintaining that integrity of the intestinal lining that has the long reaching effect into your immune system into your, your GI motility into building up that intestinal wall, reducing leaky gut. And we also know that leaky gut has a direct effect on the gut microbiome. So when we're allowing LPS, lipopolysaccharides and basically toxins to permeate our gut lining and enter the bloodstream, we have a variety of health issues, but we also have this imbalance in the gut. So the good and bad bacteria the things that we always talk about and take probiotics for. Well, different collagens can actually help influence the composition of gut microbiota, promoting a more balanced environment, essential for digestion, nutrient absorption, and immunity. And you're not just throwing on a probiotic that can feed one group of organisms while you're, while you're starving another group. That's why I always say, do not take a probiotic every single day. Do not take the same probiotic over and over again because you will reduce the feeding of those groups of good and bad gut bacteria. So you can kind of see why and how collagen is a no daw supplement. We're talking about your immune system, your gut, your hair, your skin, your nails, your bones, your body fat composition, your muscle building propensity, we'll say. I mean, there's there's not a lot that collagen doesn't do so I'm not quite sure why we're not adding it in every day. Again, high quality brand, another shameless plug for collagen protein fixer 2.0 because I have the Body Balance, the Verisol and the Fortagel in there. Now there's Bone out there as well. That's another type of collagen, another patented collagen. That's fantastic for bones. I'm not gonna discount that. I just didn't put it in mine. There's Tendo Forte. that's specifically for tendons. There's a lot of different bioactive collagen peptides on the market. I just took the three that I thought would be the best that I would wanna use personally and that I knew that my patients and all of you would like to focus on as well. So high quality collagen, essential, essential for the body. Definitely a no-da supplement. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I hope you loved it. And as always, if you would be so kind to leave a review, if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, that would be absolutely amazing. I read all of them. Also, anything that you hear on this podcast is not intended to diagnose or treat any kind of medical condition. So we always recommend that you check with your medical provider, your doctor, your nurse practitioner before implementing anything that you hear on this podcast.